I'm not going to ask how you're getting on because we established last week that I'm not no longer doing those greetings because you just end up putting someone on the spot and they say the fucking how am I getting same way same way I was getting on last fucking year year. My wife my wife's going to celebrate her second birthday in lockdown. That's not and that's not a that's not a crazy story, you know. And it better not be the fucking case for mine. I tell you. I lied about my birthday once um, in a job I had uh, so I could get the day off. The whole thing is you get the day off. um, You can take an extra day. But my birthday, I realized uh, if I was to stay in the job, would have been on weekends. And they they didn't, you didn't accrue them on weekdays. It's not like if you had it on, it was just if that day was your birthday and you could have the day off. So I lied about my birthday for three years. It was a different day every year. Um, And I like fully just, you know, took the day off. I was like, day of my birthday. Oh, we wish you told us, you know, you're meant to give us a bit of, well, whatever it is. <laughs> so fucking, what are you going to do? Upset me on my birthday? Don't be upsetting me. Tell me what I should have done. I still can, <laughs> I still view my birthday as a, everyone's like, if someone is kind of like annoying me or upsetting me, I'm like, you're kind of, you're kind of upsetting me on my birthday. Like, <laughs> like you're, this is my special day. Um, so don't, you know, what, instead of telling me what I should do, why don't you tell me what I can have instead of like, as in something you might get from me. Do you know what I mean? Will you get me a glass of water at least? Do you know what I mean? Don't be telling me what I should have been doing, like fucking, you know, the procedures for this job. Tell me what you get. You get either tell me what you gave me, give me a compliment, or don't or talk to me tomorrow. I'll take all the slack tomorrow. Just don't be giving this thing you're joking me. Um, but my darling wife um, will have to celebrate. Well, maybe, hopefully, hopefully not. But the likelihood is. But anyway, look, uh, we're doing away with the formalities, okay? We're doing away with the greetings and instead of saying, how are you, you're going to offer something rather than putting someone on the spot. It's like asking a child, how are you? I don't know. Would you ask me what Paw Patrol are like? You know, we're the same. We're the same. We get the same kind of anxiety from trying to figure out how do I reframe the the last boring week in a in a in a way that's exciting. Um, you know, don't make me feel like I'm not actually, you know, we all, you know, so we're doing away with that. Um, and instead, we're going to confess secrets. That's what I've established for the, for Ireland, what we're going to do. Um, so someone says, so for example, I might say, all right. And instead of saying, how are you getting on? I might say, I didn't eat uh, eggs for years. I didn't eat eggs until like about th- uh, four years ago. You know, And then conversations, I was going, you didn't eat any eggs? No, do you still like eggs? No, no, I don't really like hard ones. I don't like when they get too chalky, you know. Um, I prefer their, their softer eggs. I even don't even like a, um, I do a very soft scramble, which you would kind of think for someone who hadn't eaten eggs that you would want something that's just kind of hard and crispy, you know. Fried eggs, all right. But if it's, if, if that yolk, if that yolk is hard, I will fucking scream. No, I don't like, um... <laughs> See, isn't this much better than me asking you how you how you're doing? You wouldn't be having this unreal patter of me talking about different types of eggs that I don't mind, still don't prefer. Would still much prefer not, not an egg, but they're fine, you know. Um, you know. Anyway, how <laughs> I was going to ask you, how are you? Um, all right, I have to ask you to do another secret. Um, I um, well, I already told you. I used to I used to lie about my birthday. There, that's fine. There, two secrets. Two secrets down, and I don't know how I'm going to <laughs> maintain this. Uh, two podcasts a week. Uh, I probably have 100 secrets that I can give you. Um, but surprisingly less than I would have had. I would have had, well, at least I would have I would have felt that there was, I would have felt that these were secrets, and they're really, they're not secrets, you know what I mean? Uh, I would have felt like, you know, I don't know, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> no, I'm not, I don't know. Anyway, I hope you're okay. 
Um, and I hope you're looking forward to a bloody hilarious uh, April Fool. You know. And I'll tell you this, fuck this whole, you know, you're the fool to carry it on. I didn't, used to not get up until about 11. John, I was actually looking back on, I was trying to find an old Instagram story. And I was looking at um, posts that I did. I'm looking at from like two years ago, right? Me and Terry watching RuPaul at like, and like the, the timestamp on the Instagram thing in the archive, the Instagram story is, is 10 to 3 in the morning and we're just starting to watch RuPaul. 10 to 3 in the morning, shit-faced. Like, to the moon, to the moon, to the moon, ah, like to the phone. 10 to 3 in the morning. I sometimes get up then. And my brain immediately does that thing where I have to be like, no, that's shit because, and I, and I, and I you know, can't even find my feet. I'm just like, no, that shit, that shit, because staying up till three o'clock in the morning and getting pissed, watching RuPaul um, after having watched like 20 things that night, you know, and just get, you know, that's shit. I have to try and find some balance because I, I don't have that right now. I don't have that luxury right now. So because I don't have that, I have to find that there's some sort of karmic balance that, oh, I have to look back on that and think, oh, I was unhappy then or something, which I wasn't. <laughs> we were having a great time, um, you know, or, or, or there was something, you know, oh, well, I didn't have the. You know, I wasn't planning my meals then, and I'm sure I had a headache about figuring out what I was going to eat, you know, when really I just could have eaten anything. My metabolism was much better. But, uh, you know, I don't know if you do that. Like, you see someone driving a big fancy car. Not that I, you know, I'm giving an obvious example. I'm not necessarily jealous of cars. Um, but, like, you see someone, you know, who's, like, young and attractive driving a fancy car. They look like they got a lot of money, you know, and you look at them. And then your brain does the kind of thing like, oh, well, they clearly have a deformed penis. There's something wrong with their penis. You know, there's something, uh, their penis doesn't work. They don't have a penis. They um, don't want a penis. Uh, you know, something, over the, you know, you know, you just assume <laughs> you have to sort of balance them out. Or you, or you try and, you know, they must have, oh, well, they, they only have that because... They have like a serious amount of debt or something like you know what I mean. You just have I have to I have to kind of balance things out. The things that I don't have, I can only reframe it in my mind. The only reason I have that because I what I have is better. But I'm going to be honest. Looking back at a video of uh, me and Terry watching RuPaul at three o'clock in the morning, absolutely shit face singing at the TV. Um, I couldn't. There's no. It was good. <laughs> it was good. That's good, and this is good, and that's the trying. That's the thing I'm trying to reframe. Uh. Uh, reframe in my mind. You know, not to say that, and, and look, I, obviously I keep off the air, you know, um, how much of a daily inspiration it is to be a parent and I love my darling boy, you know, but that's not, you know, it's not funny. Do you know what I mean? It's not funny. I don't want to bring that up here. It's not funny, you know. Not to say that it's unfunny. Do you know what I mean? Whenever you say something's like not funny, it always feels like, oh, no, that's ser serious, you know. But that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Mona Lisa's not funny. But it's beautiful. But it's beautiful. <laughs> Mona Lisa's beautiful. <laughs> Man, a Mona Lisa is a Fucking soaked, bruv. My God, mate. If I could have any bird in history, living or dead, it would be the Mona Lisa in a fucking Louvre, bruv. <laughs> Why didn't they have that big fucking spunk guard around it, mate? Dogs like me going in. Fucking <laughs> Mona Lisa, bruv. Um, I know, Mona Lisa's shite. No offence to the... But what's up with the smile? You know? Um... <laughs> I don't know how I get onto that. But anyway, look, this week we're talking April Fools. Oh, you guys are getting punked. Where's Ashton? Hey, where's Ashton? I wonder if any celebrities have had something absolutely traumatic happen to them and they've just been like, oh my God, where's Ashton? This is crazy. You know, like say like uh, one of their mates got sparked out in a bar and they start laughing and they're like, this is crazy. Where's Dax Shepard? 
I thought Dax Shepard was the actor here. Well, this is crazy. And they're like, no, you got to call an ambulance. But like, you crazy, bro. Where's Biebs? Where's the Bieber? Man, this is mad. <laughs> you know, or like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't thought this through, but I'm going to be talking about um, pranks. I'm going to be talking about the inception of April Fool's itself. It's the earliest pranks in the world. Pranks through the ages. Pranks across the globe. Different traditions that uh, people take up uh, on April Fool's. Uh, I'm also going to be reading your hilarious stories about some hardcore pranks. Some Honestly, you've, there's some of them pretty fucking hardcore. <laughs> some of them that are pretty naff. And I love that too. And I'm going to be reading them later on. But before we get on to that, uh, this week's sponsor, the only sponsor there is, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. They are a fine brand and a fine group of people and I stake my entire career on no skeletons being in their closet nothing coming out about them I stake my career on it but aside from that when you look at this whiskey of course you see the bottle you think okay that's sexy that's cool that's contemporary I love this brand I think it's a great you know disruptive you know uh, modern distillery out of the heart of the liberties in Dublin you think that and then you taste it and you're like oh my god this is great it's cool it's it's, a, it's an Irish whiskey but it's got a, just a hint not too much of the kind of bourbon taste because it's aged in bourbon casks. And you think that's great. I can have that in bourbon cocktails. I can have that in Irish cocktails, Irish whiskey cocktails. You think that's great. But you might also think, look, oh, I maybe maybe it's a bit too new for me. You know, you might think, oh, that's maybe um, a bit too modern. But I just want to set the record straight. Of course, everyone knows that the, the secret recipe for the Dubliner is a well-guarded secret. And I was thinking about that a lot the other night. And I fell asleep trying to figure it out on it with a pencil and paper. And I had this dream, but I really want to call it a vision. And I was teleported back to ancient Ireland, the Ireland of old, where men uh, walked with the gods and women were there as well and envies. And I was transported into the body of a strapping Milesian warrior, a Spanish man. And I was walking across the rolling hills of, of Dublin and I saw upon a hill a woman and she was crying and she wept. Um, and I approached her from the front, of course, not to scare her. And I said, excuse me, madame. And I thought to myself, she is so beautiful. You know, not as hot as the Mona Lisa, but she was all right. And I said, look, why, who are you? And why do you cry? Why do you cry? And she said, I am the goddess Erin. And I weep for the future. I weep for a time when the fine people of Ireland drink shit whiskey. When they drink shit scotch that tastes like the bogs of Bordnamona people. <laughs> And I weep. And she goes, oh, and I weep. And I saw in her hands where the tears were falling, a glass tumbler. And the glass tumbler was filling up and it had the sweetest aroma of the Dubliner Irish whiskey. And I said, Madame, do you realize what you hold there in your hands? The solution to your very woes and fears. You have in your hand a fine, accessible, not shit whiskey. Can I drink it? And she said, what is your fucking problem? Are you joking me? Oh, my God. And she screamed. And I woke up. But <laughs> the message is there. Who knows where the recipe comes from? Yes, it is a cool contemporary brand, but who knows where this recipe comes from? I will certainly be delving into the folklore books to try and discover more about this fine recipe of the Dubliner Irish whiskey. But look, look at that shite. Let's get on with it. It's an April Fool's special of the Tony Cantwell shit show. Ah, lovely stuff there. 
Um, so look, we're talking April Fools. Cooey, you've just been punked. Where's Ashton? Oh my God, Beadle's about. There's Beadle. Um, oh my God, have I just been naked, Camrad? <laughs> and etc. All that sort of stuff. We're talking about that on this pod. And I want to thank Ben Clifford, associate producer of the pod. He's also the host of Homebrew Quest. Do check it out, a D&D podcast. A great podcast to have on in the background if you're playing games or something. It's great. Uh, he sent in these uh, suggestions um, for April Fool's Day as a topic. So thank you very much, Ben. And he also sent me uh, a full breakdown of the history of April Fool's. He had a full breakdown and for some reason out of nowhere sent me a history of April Fool's. I hope he's doing okay. Um, but um, but look, you're talking about pranks. i got to tell you my favorite prank of all time that I've seen online. Look, you, you know, you have all different types of pranks that you can check out online. I don't like when they get too cruel. Uh, you know, I'm not too mad, mad on when they get too Japanese as well. I'm not saying that the Japanese are mad, but sometimes, you know, you, you, there's some, you, you know, you watch and like a, a guy comes home and all of a sudden his wife is an, an octopus, a live octopus, and it fights him to the death. That sort of stuff is too crazy for me. You know what I mean? Um, and I do enjoy the scary ones, even though I do think they're very cruel. I think my favorite prank of all time, I don't know if you've ever seen it, right? It's a prank called The Lord of Tears. It's a guy who, I think they made this student film called The Lord of Tears, and this guy made a terrifying owl man costume, not a bird man, owl man. The bird man is somewhat of a raven. Um, an owl man costume, but it's like an owl head that's a slender man body and long spindly fingers, and it's fucking terrifying. And what he does is, in Scotland, there's this... Um, he goes to this uh, like old orphanage, like abandoned, actually no, an abandoned children's hospital that a lot of photographers go to take pictures of because it looks all spooky and shit. You know the way people like go into Chernobyl and go into like the swimming pools and take pictures. It's that kind of vibe. And so he knows that people go there because he's gone to shoot things there. And he knows that a lot of the time people just go with scary and spooky as shit. Uh, and he goes there in the owl costume dressed as the Lord of Tears. And he just, when people are taking pictures of like, out the window trying to get that kind of The Last of Us kind of light kind of that, that, that sort of stuff you know he just sidles up quietly behind them in this long fucking owl suit and they f- they not they freak there's one guy where he's like he just slams the door he's like no no fuck off fuck off <laughs> just screaming at this owl man but my favourite part of it is about halfway in where there's a guy and he's in a big room and there's only one way in and one way out. And it's terrifying because there's an owl man blocking the door. He's your owl lad and he's blocking the door. So like the guy can't go anywhere. So he walks in and the guy's looking at the window and he turns around and that's where the Lord of Tears is there. This owl man and he reaches out his spindly hands and he's blurred out your man's face so you can't see him. But the guy looks at him and he just, his you, know, you could see it even pixelated him go white. And he looks at this guy and he goes, oh, no, oh, no. And he puts his head in his hands and he goes like he has this. Oh, it's so cruel. <laughs> it is so cruel. But his reaction is a sort of reaction where it's like, I knew this day was coming. I can't believe you found me. Like there's something there's something about it where he's all like, I can't believe this has happened. Oh, no. Like, what does he <laughs> what does he think is going to happen? He now has to go live in a nest with the owl. Like, does, <laughs> what happens now? <laughs> like, is he going to eat me? Is he going to peck out my insides? Do you know what I mean? So for whatever reason, that's just um, that's just my favorite prank. Um, I enjoy that. I've never been one for the April Fools, though. I've never really done it on April Fools because I hate this fucking rule that you can't fool people after 12. April Fools is dead and gone and you're the fool to carry on. Really, I'm the fool. You're rhyming something at me. You're doing a little, uh, little nursery thing here. And I'm the fool because I tried to jockey at 12.01, right? I'm the fool. 
yeah, well, you, you're the one rhyming with your lado. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, who, you know. But that seemed to work. You know, you try and fool a teacher. Be <laughs> and actually, we've got some really good ones, some good ones for teachers, and they're coming up later. But what the fuck is it, April Fools? And where does it come from? So the origin of April Fools um, is a weird one. This is from, and again, Ben sent me this. This is from JSTOR, um, the .org, and this is the history of April Fools. So um, April Fools harkens back to the transition to the Gregorian calendar in the 16th century. So the pre-Gregorian calendar had ended the year near the end of March, coinciding with the beginning of spring, and the new Gregorian calendar um, the beginning of the year was moved to, to to January. So the calendar change was slow to take hold and there was resistance to it. Uh, and those who continued celebrating the new year at the beginning of April old style um, were ultimately shamed as fools. You bloody fool. Happy New Year. It's March, you fucking claim, you fool. That's so embarrassing, bro. That's so embarrassing, bro. No wonder you forgot my birthday, man. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. So the coming of spring itself also seems to be a big part of the tradition of practical jokes and purposeful deception. So the day becomes one of celebrating the transition between seasons. So similar enough to Halloween, but a bit lighter. And, you know, a bit less... More like, you know... Um, more like, I don't know, bloody... Here's one that I used to, that I used to whip out. Uh, this is one of my classic pranks. I would tell people... So back um, back back in the, the early thousands, uh, there was a, a Kit Kat Chunky came out and it took the world by storm. Everyone was talking about Kit Kat Chunkies, right? And they were so popular that I convinced a lot of people. Um, I said, hey, so you know, Kit Kat Chunky, apparently they're changing the name of Kit Kat, the traditional Kit Kat to Kit Kat Chunky Skinnies. All of them are going to be Kit Kat Chunky and then there's going to have offshoots of it. So the traditional Kit Kat's going to be Kit Kat Chunky Skinnies and we're like, just, just the deadest faces. And they'd be like, okay. I don't know why you told me that. I don't Okay. You know? And I'm like, ah, you bluff me. You bluff me, though. Ah, you bluff me, though. You know? Um, so that kind of thing, instead of Halloween, instead of all the somber shit, you're like, you got Chucky Skinnies, and they're like, get away from me. The earliest prank I can remember was my principal came in, uh, I think I was in third class, and he told us, yeah, we're getting rid of the water fountains. And the whole class, we're just like... <laughs> You think we we think we drink fucking water? You clim? You joke me? Tuck shop? You joke me? You seen us fucking going out there with barrels of coke? You joke me? And he's like, "Yeah, we're getting rid of the water fountain." No reaction. And what we're doing is um, we're bringing in uh, this kind of powdered water that you have to add uh, water to to make it more purified. And everyone just dead eyed like, "Is this when is this over? Whatever this is, <laughs> when is this over?" So I can go to the tuck shop, get me sugar fix. My legs going ninety. Um, and uh, <laughs> and he's like, and uh, and and the name of the brand of the water, and we're like, oh my god, is this console talking about water? Uh, is is Loof, L O O F, Lurpa, L I R P A, and he writes it on the board, and we're like, all right, good, whatever, like you know, whoever, Pfizer, whatever, you know what I mean, Evian, good for you. What's this? Does anyone think that's a good name? And everyone's like, is this guy still talking? And uh, why, don't, why don't you read it backwards? And I'm like, oh my God, this guy. <laughs> he joked me. Just fucking leave. And then someone's like, oh, April Fool's. It's April Fool's backwards. And um, and he's like, ah. And we're like, I had no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like April Fool's. What is that? 
what does that even mean? And then he had to explain what April Fool's was. Went down like a lead balloon. It was shite. Right, we know how it started. They changed the calendar. They didn't tell everyone. And they, you know, which, you know, can you really? Oh, we didn't tell any. We didn't tell you. You're the fool. You're you're a fool for, we changed the name. All right, what's going on, Puff Daddy? My name's P. Diddy. You're a fool. Or I don't even know what his fucking name is now. That's a shit example as well. Um, Okay, let's look at the earliest recorded prank. The earliest April Fool's Day hoax on record was in 1698, says Alex Booz, curator of the Museum of Hoaxes. So people in London were told to go see the annual ceremony of the washing of the lions at the Tower of London. Uh, They showed up at the Tower of London, but alas, there was no annual line uh, washing ceremony. That's the... Clang, 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 clang. Where's the lines? There's no lines. Oh. That's... I was looking for... Sorry, I brought my son out to the... uh, Shit. Thought there was going to be... so what what happened? Why why how did we how where was the misinformation? No, I lied to you. Oh. All right. <laughs> so the the street prank worked so well that they kept pulling it year after year. You see, I don't know if you ever seen um Christian the Lion, um set to the music of I Will Always Love You uh, by Whitney Houston. It's a it's a stunning video about a lion that was bought in fucking salvages or something like that, uh, raised by these two very rich white men um, who um, kept it in their flat and then they released it to the wild. Then they went back to the wild a couple of years later to try and find it and Christian runs over. He was now the head of a pride and it's a beautiful video where he starts, you know, hugging them and kissing them and it's really cool. I mean, these, he looks like he could kill them. But uh, he they bought a lion in Selfridges and that was in the 60s. So 270 years before, I wouldn't surprise me to hear that there were lions in the Tower of London and they were washing. So I'd go, I mean, I don't know how different that would be to here than, you know, there is, uh, they're feeding pigeons in Trafalgar Square. You know what I mean? And you go there and there's no pigeons. You're like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's a shy prank. All right, here's another one. In 1905, the Berliner Tageblatt, a German newspaper, reported that thieves had tunneled underneath the U.S. federal treasury and stolen all the silver and gold. The story was quickly picked up by the paper throughout Europe and the U.S. And it was huge news. Shite, these are not good. People just weren't funny back then. People just... If I... Look, you know my whole thing where I put a pillow on my head and I call myself the Messiah? I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram, where I hollow out a bit of a pillow and I put it on my head and I walk around to the theme music by Goldust, the wrestler. That's where the music comes from, by the way, if you're curious. I'm not... I think... And I'm not blowing smoke up my arse here. I think if I went back to 1905 and I put a pillow on my head, I actually could be the Messiah. People would think it was so funny. (laughs) People are so unfunny and they had to work so hard to be unfunny. Do you know what I mean? They had to like walk backwards on a ball while jumping in and out of a hoop while holding a lion over their head for people to laugh, to think that's what they had to do. When in reality, they all they had to do was, you know, there's a lion over there. Really? No. Ah! <laughs> um, so here's another one. Um, in the mid 20th century, so I could be a king if I went back and put a pillow on my head. April Fool's Day shifted to a media event, says Bose. He says the shift led, uh, which led to the Swiss spaghetti harvest, uh, had its roots in early 20th century German newspaper pranks like the Treasury Heist. So they basically said, um, the BBC said that there was an exceptionally heavy spaghetti crop in Switzerland. Um, 
due to, in part, to the virtual disappearance of the spaghetti weevil. So I like this. This is something that doesn't already exist. You convince people that it does exist. And then they're like, oh, my God, you see the spaghetti harvest? And you're like, do you honestly know what's not know what spaghetti is? Do you honestly not know what spaghetti is? You know, But this could also be misconstrued. Maybe they got into the flour. Maybe they imported a lot of you know, flour from uh, Switzerland. I, I like this one. I think this one's good. Um, all right, skipping ahead to 1996. Taco Bell ran a newspaper ad uh, saying it had purchased the Liberty Bell. Oh, my God. Mexicans owning a Philadelphia Bell, um, which was a risky. Th- Actually, you know, Taco Bell stole their recipe. I don't know if you ever listened to the Doughboys podcast, but we don't even have Taco Bell here. This is an interesting. But they stole the guy stole the recipe from a small like uh, street vendor uh, and then that didn't give him a fucking penny. Um so there you are. Um, says here, the ad was a risky thing to do because it annoyed a lot of people. Um, but it proved to other companies you can get a huge bang for your buck if everyone's talking about it. And look, yeah. that's And apparently this is what shifted the way in which companies look at April Fool's. So beforehand it was a lighthearted jest. And now it's... So this was the first instance of people saying that they're, you know, they're changing it. Like Guinness is doing a white Guinness. And all they did was do a reverse. Give me the fucking white Guinness. I want it. But it doesn't hurt me that I can't have it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, wouldn't mind trying that. It's not, not real. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fine. I like I like the original as well, so it's fine. Uh, in 2014, Google joined the ranks um, of corporations playing tricks on the public, and they published a Pokemon game in which players could use Google Maps to look and catch for Pokemon. Oh, my God. And there was a job as Pokemon Master as well listed on Google. <laughs> and then, of course, Niantic Labs um, took the prank and turned it into the Pokemon Go and made billions. Laughed at. What a hilarious prank that's for doing something that, um, see, again, this is also, this is a swing in the other way where it's like, you know, great. You let me have something fun for the day. The biggest prank was the next day that you took it away from me. So why don't we have a look now instead uh, at pranks, or April Fool's rather, around the world. Starting in Italy, the Italians refer to the holiday as Pesche de April. April Fish. They call it April Fish, which is such a better name. April Fish. <laughs> what? What? Uh, and they tape paper fishes to the backs of others. I love that. I love that. That's a great prank. It's a harmless prank. But I'll be honest, we do a game, or we used to do a game where we, if we had a peg, it was going around for a while. Back when we could see people, we just put a peg on the back of someone's jacket. And it looks fairly harmless. But know this, that if I put a peg on you and you're walking around with a peg and I'm looking at that, what everyone else sees is just like, oh, he's got a peg on his jacket. And he doesn't know. I am looking at you and thinking, you fucking moron, you m- maggot, you ant. I am here a god and you are down here, you cretin. I have you. That's how I view it. I don't view it as a little harmless thing. And I know, it, but, I, but that's what I like about it is because to everyone else, it views like it's like that. But for me, it's like I have conquered you. You are nothing. You are a fucking peasant. You know what I mean? That's how I view it anyway. Moving on now to France. Uh, in the same vein as the Italians, the France also have it. They have poisson d'avril. Again, April fish. April fish. They stick paper fishes on the backs of their unsuspecting victims. I love it. So actually, I did ask for you guys to send on your um, your pranks. And Hannah Collins on Instagram sent me this one. Along the lines of um, poisson d'avril. Um, she said, our French teacher told us that in France they celebrate poisson d'avril, meaning April fish. And she said, sometimes children stick paper fishes to each other's uh, backs when the person uh, doesn't know. And it's a bit of a joke. Um, 
my class took this to mean let's put a dead fish <laughs> in our French teacher's classroom on April Fool's Day and see how long it takes her to figure it out. We threw it behind the cupboard and waited. Needless to say, the place absolutely stunk for the next week. Oh my God, smell like fucking shit here, man. Smell like someone's fucking pussy died, man. <laughs> What's your fucking cracking here, girls? What happened? And they're like, ah, poisson d'avril. No, it's a paper and I'll real fish, you fucking muppet. <laughs> um, turning now to Scotland, where April Fool's Day festivities here last two days. The Scottish word for fool is a gawk, which it doesn't sound like a word you should be able to say, at least not me. Uh, and the Scots usually celebrate Hunt for the Gawk Day and Taily Day. So the first day a gawk would be sent on a fool's errand, while on day two entails taping uh, little tails to people's backs. I love that. Tail, t- taping stuff to people's backs. I love that. Right. Back in the day, what we used to do is we draw a cock on our hand in chalk and we just slap someone's back. And I used to be able to, because I have a big hand, draw a fucking look like a proper, you know, I gave it a foreskin and everything. I had that level of detail in it. Get a small little bit of chalk, veins, hairs, the whole lot, and just smack some would be up there. And it was some small ads. And because of the size of my hand, it would pretty much be the entirety of their back. You know, um, or you would do it on someone's backpack and then they'd put it on. And then when they take it off, you know, chalk is great for sticking to jumpers. Um, so I like that. And as I said previously, I love taping things to people's backs and making me feel like I'm a god and they're an ant. Um, but on the on the topic of fool's errands, now I do have more from around the world, but I thought it would move on to some of the tricks of the trade. Back when, um, I don't know if you remember in Scouts, if you were in Scouts, but if you ever worked in any kind of... Um, in the company of uh, men, uh, you might be sent on fool's errands. It's a thing that happens. So the examples would be, you know, a glass hammer, they might say. In scouts, they would say, can you go get a bucket of steam? Um, others include uh, tartan paint, um, stripy paint, um, a can of amniotic fluid, fallopian tubes, just really highlighting that men have no understanding of uh, of how babies are made. Um, a replacement bubble for the spirit level. Oh, my God, it's air. Oh, my God. A battery-powered electric plug, a glass hammer, which they do exist because I actually saw someone put up their uh, tent with one, a glass hammer. I think they made it. They were a legend. Um, reversible drill, um, hammer grease. Uh, <laughs> a left-handed screwdriver where they work the same way so you send someone into the shop and you, to, but I tell you if I was there you know I would have the gumption to come back with something you know I would come back if they would send me out for a bucket of steam I'd just pour a lot of hot water in I wouldn't come back with nothing you know what I mean I'd say look there's a bit of hot water in there I couldn't keep it very hot but hopefully you can reheat it here you know uh, tartan paint I got a black paint and a white paint and I did some lines on the top if you just dip whatever you need on the top of it you'll probably get the tartan thing that you want. They don't do tartan paint. That's dumb. You know, I'd be, I'd tell them that. You know what I mean? Um, oh, the classic one, though, is a long stand, right? So here's where an unsuspecting apprentice is sent out on a made a errand, uh, and this time it's for a long stand. So when the person inquires about the long stand, they'll be told that it's in the storeroom, which inevitably involves a lengthy wait. The long stand involves standing like a stooge or a gawk waiting for the salesperson uh, to return. Uh, on some sides, some people take bets on how many minutes the person will wait before realizing they've been taken for a fool. Look, it only takes one lad to really fucking lay in, be like, how long are you fucking waiting for a long stand? Like, and never letting it go, you know, 20 years into your into your career. It's fucking breaking with waiting for five minutes for a fucking long stand. Like, all right, let, please let it go. <laughs> you know, that's the thing that pranks, pranks can go over the edge when someone doesn't know when to leave it, you know what I mean? Or where it's gone. 
But if it's just a bit of gentle ribbing, that's fine. Anyway, back around the world. Um, in Port Portuguese, so in Portuguese, they don't celebrate April Fool's Day on the 1st of April. Instead, they partake in their spin on the holiday, the Sunday and Monday before Lent, by throwing flour onto unsuspecting passers-by. So watch your back if you're visiting Portugal at that time. I tell you, that's probably the perfect time to go to Portugal if you're an absolute gack fiend because uh, <laughs> it's, uh, apparently all, all, all kind of, you know, or a powder or heroin or whatever you're after. Um, because even though they can't do anything about it, you can actually be so brazen as to literally wear your drugs that day. Um, you're not going to be arrested for it because they've decriminalized drugs. But, you know, something to bear in mind. They should advertise that. Come up. Come up. That'll be the slogan. Come up for Lent. And it'll be a picture of someone with big wide eyes covered in flour. Um, Greece. Protos April or first April is of course uh, uh, comprised of practical jokes but there's a bit of a superstitious component to it as well if you pull off a prank um, in, in Greece you get a good look for your whole year so you'd be like you know say you know jock someone and go into the bookies you know, you're probably going to win. Uh, England. So the Brits partake in April Fools. However, all jokes must be carried out before noon so they can get on with their day. I knew it was the Brits. Even when the teachers told me that I couldn't continue, I knew it was the Brits. So those who try and pull a fast one during the afternoon will learn the hard way when the joke is on them. Will they? They'll learn the hard way when some April Fools is dead and gone. You're the fool to carry on. Oh, my God. You totally burned me so bad. Where's Ashton? And lastly, Brazil. So while Brazilians take to harmless hoaxes on April Fool's Day, they actually refer to the holiday as O Dia das Mincharas, or Day of Lies. You, my friend, you told me there was no fish on my back. You told me there was no fish on my back. <laughs> Why must this be a day of lies? Petench, petench. Is there a fish on my back? Uh, I don't do Brazilian accents. It's a Portuguese accent. But you know what? What's the point of a prank show without a prank from me, the original Ashton? <laughs> uh, with a prank from me. Look, we can talk about it all we want, but I'm the original prankster. I'm sure you've seen my Steve Finnan video. It's hilarious. So what I've decided to do is I've gone onto the website 17.com, which is a children's site for women, <laughs> and they've listed off um, some of the most popular prank call ideas. So I'm going to go through... Um, a few of them, and um, and we'll see how we get on, right? This is the first one. It's you've won tickets. This is where you call someone up saying you're from a local radio station, um, get them to answer a question in an attempt to win tickets. Now, this is going to be a tricky one because here's the fuck all chicken to tell you how many things they're on that you need tickets for. Fuck all, there's none. none. So um, let's, see if, <laughs> let's see if anyone picks up on the fact that there will be no tickets for anything, especially for the Six Nations, which is what I'm going to be offering. Um, okay, let's do this. Hi, is that Sean? Sean, how you doing? You're live on FM 104 with Tony Cantwell. <laughs> Hi, Tony. Hi, random, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is, surely, yeah. Basically, Sean, what we're doing is we're calling essential workers around Dublin. We're giving them a chance to win tickets for the Six Nations. Uh, this week, we're calling estate agents uh, in a segment we're calling uh, State U. <laughs> and basically, all you have to do is guess the right answer uh, based on a public survey we put out for Dublin. We asked the people of Dublin a question. They gave us an answer. You just need to guess that answer. Do you want to give it a shot? Yeah, sure, why not? Sure, we give it a go, right. We asked to the people of Dublin who the hottest Teletubby is. <laughs> Random one, I know. Uh, I'm sure you remember the Teletubbies. So we asked the public who they thought was the hottest one. Who do you think they said? Uh, could, 
give me a list of them? Yeah, there was Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, or Poe. A lot of people suggesting Lala, but unfortunately, it was Poe. Weirdly enough, oh. it was Poe, the youngest one. Um, no, I could not know that. I don't know. Oh, Sean, my commiserations. <laughs> all right, well, thanks anyway, Tony. Have a great Friday. All the best. Bye-bye. You too. Cheers. Bye. Everyone's saying Lala. <laughs> Everyone thinks Lala is really hot. <laughs> Okay, right. Next one. You called me. Oh, this is just the classic where you say, "What? Why you you called me? Can I help you?" <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, let's try. Hello, are you printing? Can I help? Hi, one second there. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah, hi. Um, can I help you? Did you ring? I picked up the phone just now. Oh, no, sorry. I received this call. No, you would have dialed that because I picked up... I received it. This. Um, no, there must have been a mistake. Sorry about that. I forgive you. Okay, <laughs> thanks. <Hi>. Bye. <laughs> right, top drawer. Really good stuff. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Um, okay, next one. You've run out of toilet paper. Find the number of a hotel and tell them you're calling from one of their rooms. Uh, let them know that you're stuck in the bathroom and in need of a toilet paper. Okay. 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 <laughs> Thank you for calling the Morrison Hotel. Can I help? Hi. Um, sorry. <laughs> This is embarrassing. Sorry, I'm um, uh, uh, sorry. I'm in. I'm in two hundred one, and we don't have any toilet paper, and I'm already in the bathroom. The hotel is closed, sir. So I don't think you have the right hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have saw this coming. Okay, look. Thanks very much. No worries. Thank you. All the best. <laughs> all right. Brilliant. Excellent pranks all round. Um, yeah, hotels are closed. <laughs> the pranks don't work in this fucking... It's if the corona couldn't take enough from us, as well as our fucking prank calls. But of course, I did turn to you for a bit of engagement online, and I asked you guys to send me your crazy stories from April Fool's, and there were some fucking insane ones. There was... I wasn't even going to say this one, but there was one about a girl and boys' school that were having a rivalry, and the boys' school on April Fool's shit in a roll and handed it into the girls' school for one of the girls for lunch, pretended to be one of the parents. Like, that's David Fincher. What's in the role level of insanity? That's just, what's in the role? Um, so I'm not talking about that one, but here's a great one. And there's a few great ones here. And thank you very much, everyone who sent them in. I'll try and get back to everyone. Um, but again, these are just a handful. Um so this is from Emily O'Mahony. She sent me this on Instagram, but then again sent it to me on Twitter. And I'm so glad she did because I might have missed it. Um, here we go. So not my prank, but it happened to my mom and it's actually traumatizing. She had a religion teacher in an all-girls school who was later outed as a nonce. <laughs> April Fool's. No, that's not the story. Anyway, this lad was from the north and he was always telling them how lucky they were that they never had to live through the IRA bomb scare. 
So they were in fourth year and they just never thought anything of it. Cut to four weeks later at lunchtime, they were all sitting in the uh, in their block and heard these absolute roars and men screaming, get down on the ground, get down on the ground. And it was five lads in balaclavas with fake rifles. 90 seconds of pure terror later, the religion teacher walks into their block and says, and now girls, now you know what it's like growing up in Belfast. <laughs> she says... She says herself that if it didn't happen to her, she never would have believed it happened. Oh, my God. And he was an unce. Wow. Um, thank you very much, Emily Omani, for sending me that in. April Fools. Um, all right. Here's one from Tosh. Tosh sent this in. This is a, a small little one. In second class, our teacher told me to go to the sixth class, lads, to get a didgeridoo. I went over, walked into their class, asked for a didgeridoo. Everyone was confused including the teacher who eventually told me they didn't have one. She went, well, I went back to my class and everyone laughed at me and I haven't been right since. Fuck that teacher. Fuck that teacher. Right. <laughs> go, Harley, go. And they know how to pick you as well. I'm sorry, Tosh. They knew, they knew that you would be the one. They knew that you were the one they could take advantage of. Tosh, will you go there and get didgeridoo? All right. You have a didgeridoo? No. Come back. Ah! <sighs> <laughs> All right, this is one from Seamus O'Shea. Great, fine Irish name. So we had a fart machine. This Seamus, you are, you have, you like, you have me. And lesson to everyone else who sends me anything in, in future: if five letters or five five words, we had we had a fart machine. I am call me a bloody fish because I'm hooked. We had a fart machine, which is a remote controlled. Um, speaker that generates random fart noises every time you click the button on the remote. I'm so happy reading this. I put the speaker in my trousers, you legend, before geography, and my mate had the remote control. This isn't even like you hid it. You were wearing it. This is a level of commitment to a bit. We kept letting off small, inconspicuous farts throughout the class. When my teacher was giving me back my copybook, it let off the loudest, wettest fart imaginable that she actually jumped. And I was like, I'm so sorry, miss. She was shook, but she was trying to be nice to not embarrass me. My friend then started pressing it relentlessly. <laughs> At that point where it couldn't be ignored anymore, I just stood up and <laughs> shouted really frantically, miss, can I go to the bathroom? And I limped out, holding me arse as if I shit myself. While I was out of the room, the class was going hysterical. And the teacher had a son in the year above. And she told us <laughs> all the class that it was perfectly normal. Because her son had a similar incident recently with a tummy bug. The poor guy, she threw her son under the bus, ratted him out for shitting himself to a class full of 15-year-olds. Bula fucking bus. That is a great one. Funny story. Well told. Thank you very much, Seamus O'Shea. Um, okay, let's get... Um, Okay, let's get another one. Uh, Luke O'Flanagan says, I, I used to fall for this one far too often, but my brother would bet me if I could finish a can of Coke in under 30 seconds. I would then try and down the drink, and after I'd finished, my brother would pull out his phone and show me a picture of his ball sack on the top of the can. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's what you get. That's what you get, Luke, for being born in the order that you were born in. Shame on you. All right. This comes from $7 an hour on Instagram. <laughs> when I was in senior infants, it was April Fool's. So I told my teacher that her husband had died. 
April Fools. And of course, like, of course, of course she didn't believe you. I mean, of course she didn't believe you, but I'm sure she got a bit of, do you know, or like, you know, kind of a Haley Joel Osmond kind of like, what? what? He's speaking to me. He's here. <laughs> he says, you're so beautiful when you dance, that you're so beautiful when you dance. <laughs> but look. We got one from Donna Connolly here. And look, these teachers do not fucking be bowled over easy when it comes to these April Fools, right? I was a substitute teacher, she says, in an inner city Dublin school teaching senior infants. Um, So the same year. They were all making silly April Fools jokes, so I decided to top them and made this br- big proper teachery announcement to the class that uh, seeing as uh, they had won a school competition for best class uh, we were going on a surprise trip to Dublin Zoo that very day. They all jumped up, cheered, smiled, hugged each other, and I let the moment pass, and then I roared out, April Fools! Totally backfired. Tears, sulking, disbelief. Some kids told their parents and the teachers I made a cruel cruel joke. But the main thing is, I won. Theirs was shy. <laughs> Theirs was shy, even if they were six years old. Bull of bust on it. You show those kids what's what. Right, this is a great one. This is from Morris Goodwin. This uh, this is about uh, kind of a naff April Fool's story gone wrong, right? Hi, Tony. Here's a random April Fool's I remember. I went into a coffee shop in Dunleary one morning on the 1st of April. Uh, I hadn't been in before, but there was a local in the queue ahead of me. It was just the two of us and the barista behind the counter. The barista says to me, how's it going, mate? We're out of coffee. And I was like, ah, really? And he goes, no, April Fool's. Uh, we had a quick laugh uh, and hoped that would be the end of the jokes. <laughs> Another guy walked in and the barista pulls the same trick. Turns out he was a local too. And it was the guy ahead of me in the queue. So the whole situation turned into these three guys having a chat and me in the middle with a gormless grin on my face. The first guy says to the barista that uh, he played this hilarious April Fool's joke that morning and told his flatmate that his bike had been robbed and that the flatmate had fallen for it, rushed down the stairs and saw that his bike had actually not been stolen. And the three lads were in stitches and I being in the middle just hmm, had to laugh along. So the storyteller leaves and it's just me, the barista and the guy behind me in the queue. Without saying anything, the guy behind me takes out his phone and starts making a call. In between the time of that phone call, the uh, between the phone call made and the phone call answered, the barista went to the back. So it was just now me and the guy on the phone. The guy on the phone proceeds to shout down the phone in a fit of panic to whoever's on the end that the that, that their car was in the middle of being robbed. And I'm just staring at this lad. He can't be serious. John. Some lad is literally robbing your car right now. Honestly, you need to get down there. Your man is literally robbing your car as we speak. (laughs) He just stole the guy's joke. From what I could gather, the guy on the other end of the phone was either in his car or he could see it from where he was standing. So the whole thing went down like a lead balloon. The phone call maker guy is just standing there red face and going and says, all right, must be someone else's car and hangs up. And then he doesn't make eye contact with me. <laughs> he just stands there for the longest time, ignoring what had happened. And then the barista guy comes back. I take my coffee and I was off like a bride's night. Ooh, kinky end to the story. That is gas. I love, I love how awkward that is. Oh, that's great. Oh, hey, your car's been robbed. I mean, my car. <clears throat> Must be someone else's car. Why? I imagine he never, he never did anything like that ever before and would never do it again. He, he got in real carpe diem. Look, I never do this. I don't even come outside. I don't even talk to strangers. <laughs> and he saw, this is what another human does. Brilliant. I'm going to do it as well. Oh, it must be someone else's car. Never talk to him again. Um, okay, here's another one. Uh, from Hannah, Hannah D on Instagram. Um, 
April Fool's one year when we were kids, instead of knickknacks, me and my friends used to go around to houses asking if they'd seen a three-year-old boy because he was missing. <laughs> instead of a knickknack and running around. That is actually the opposite of a knickknack. It's because a knickknack is, oh, there's no one here. This is fucking annoying me. Who was it? And the opposite is you saying, someone's missing and I need you to care. Oh, my God. And after the third house, the little old lady was so worried and we felt fucking awful. We went back an hour later and said we found him. So weird and not funny. <laughs> I think it's very funny. Um, oh, I love this one. This is from Isha. Isha, OC. Um, so this one's a bit morbid, but when we were in third class, me and my siblings got pulled out of a class on April Fool's Day because our parents were there to collect us. Um, we were sat in the car park like unreal. Cheers, mom and dad for getting us out of school. What's the crack? And they were like, your uncle, your uncle died this morning. And me being the most insensitive nine-year-old was like, ah, was this like April Fool's joke? And they were like, no, 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 he's dead. No, he's gone. But I pure didn't believe them. And for the whole car ride, me and my younger sis were just looking at each other like, ah, they're going to crack at any moment and say this is a joke. And then we got dropped at our neighbors while the rents had to sort funeral arrangements. And we were like, oh, wow, they've really committed to this prank. But after a few hours, the ball dropped to like, ah, this might not be a joke. And that was my uncle. <laughs> That was my uncle's anniversary. And to be honest, he would have loved it, uh, the messer. Ah, that's very sweet. That's how I want to go. Um, like, ah, this is gas. Why are you... I know you're messing, like, I know you're messing. Um, so I got this one. I won't say the name because he said, I, I asked him if I could say, ask, I asked him if I could say his name and he didn't get back to me in time. Uh, not on you. I asked you like a second ago and I haven't checked my phone since, but let's just call him T. So T says, so it turns out you can lock public jacks from the outside using a coin. So I tried this fake legs prank on my company using old jeans and runners stuffed with paper. Completely backfired on me. This was the only shared cubicle for the whole office and I snuck in early, set it up. And by 11 a.m., word was getting out around it that someone is asleep in the toilet. But by 11, they were poking the feet with a broom <laughs> and no response. People thought it might be a dead person in the toilet and a few women were crying. The MD called the guards. <laughs> There's a fucking dead fella in the jacks. I know. He's got you. He doesn't do. Yeah, to this day, I've never admitted that it was me behind it. That's why, T, I'm not saying who you are. I find that hilarious. And actually, I have the picture here. And I hope you don't mind. I might post it on, on my social. Just for the engagement, my own personal engagement. Uh, that's brilliant. All right. This is one I love, right? This is, um, well, I love them all. Um, I love them all equally, like Garth Brooks and his gigs at Croke Park. I love them all equally. I couldn't kill one. Um, this is from uh, 100, 100% That Witch on Insta. She says, one year when I was probably in second class, my mom was minding me, my sister and my cousin. And we all sat down for dinner after school like normal. We were about 10 minutes into our dinner when my mom announced that she had poisoned the food and we had 10 minutes to live. She even made my cousin ring her mom to say goodbye and everything. <laughs> It's funny now, but at the time we were traumatized. Ha ha ha. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. My friend, my friend Jess, <laughs> I don't know if I could tell you this. She wouldn't mind. My friend Jess's mom used to pretend every so often that she was a robot and was going to trying to kill her. And he's like, I'm a robot. I'm not a real person. I'm a robot. And she'd be like, stop, stop it. My older brother used to do that as well. He'd be like, look, I'm not Andy. I'm actually a robot. And he would kind of like squeeze my neck like too hard. You know, it's like where it's like, oh shit. And he, he knew what he was doing. And I used to laugh. I'm like, I know, I know you're messing. I know you're messing. 
Um, okay, this last one is from Anonymous. This ask, person has asked to remain anonymous. I, I found this one very funny. So this wasn't April Fool's, but one time my brother had been out on a session since Friday night, and we had a family roast dinner on the Sunday evening, and he was in a bad way. A few hours sleep and all that crack. Anyway, um, my brother has problems uh, with his sense of smell and taste, and after dinner I was making coffee for everyone, and as a joke, I made his with gravy granules. I gave it to him and he just drank the whole thing without saying a word. <laughs> a few weeks later, I asked him about it and he told me he thought something was up with it, but he was too paranoid because he thought if he said the coffee tastes like gravy, his parents would know he was after taking a load of drugs all weekend. <laughs> Did enjoy that, did you? Yes, yeah, great. It's all gravy, baby. Oh, it's good to laugh. Well, look, hopefully you're fired up. You know what April Fool's is. You know what they do across the world. Put some fish on people's backs. Put some tails on people's backs. Call up hotels and say you have no bog roll if the, the hotel is open, you know? Or maybe just steer clear from prank calls in, in its entirety. But um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Ben, again, for sending in the suggestion. And if you like this pod, and if you'd like to listen to more of these podcasts, uh, you can do so over on patreon.com look up me name and there's over a year's supply of podcasts you haven't even heard yet most recently there I went through a lot of retro toys I told you my history with rollerblading um, I talked about how I used to build Lego prisons my the real secrets behind the Sylvanian families and how they're really racist homophobes um, how all sorts it's all, it's all kicking off over there um, so do check that out it's the equivalent of a price of a pint a month and I want to thank, of course, my sponsor, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey, straight from the tears of the goddess Erin herself, or at least that's what my um, vision told me. Thank you very much. Uh, I will see you on Friday on the Patreon, or I'll see you back here on Tuesday. All the best. It's only here, we'll shit show.